Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A roast as dark as the night. Perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally. From the caffeine-addled brains of Springheel Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> I was working in a lab late one night oh. when my eyes beheld <laughs> irresistible one monster from his oh. lab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, it, it was a match. I don't know, Bob, no, Bob. <laughs> you, don't even, you, don't even, you don't even need to say the words anymore. But we're not even just talking about the Monster Mouse today. We're talking about <laughs> Halloween. Welcome to Spooky Spooky Station. Are you scared? <laughs> Are you scared? <laughs> I'm scared of a lot of things like climate change. Yeah. Yes. So we will be talking about that for at least 30 minutes <laughs> yep. in this Halloween history episode. <laughs> oh, it's not what we're going to talk about. No, we're going to talk about fun and spooky druids and some Halloween specials and overall just what three people that love Halloween have to say about Halloween. Yeah. Because we have that forum. I love how Halloween too is broken up into these different segments as well. You know, there's the Halloween when you were like a little kid. There was that Halloween when you were got a little too old to trick or treat. But that, that but and then, then you get to Halloween. do fun stuff with like when it's like the Whatever gender you're into, you're getting to like hang out with them and be like, oh, I'm scared. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Going to little parties. It's all dark. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I go to haunted houses and stuff. And I mean, I would do this thing at house parties where I'd hide in the closet and I'd play kiss the ghoul. You still and you do would that. go in. Yeah. yeah you would, I really, yeah, I really know, wish right? you would stop doing that. <laughs> I do that not during October, but you know, it's especially fun during October. And oh, yeah. So, uh oh, did you end up in a dark closet with a slimy, you know, because I'll put slime on myself? Yeah, of course. It's ectoplasm. No, of course you're Time covered to in kiss it. Afterwards. Kiss the ghoul <laughs> and then potentially perform hand movements on the ghoul. I would say I would know? love it to watch um, Lex just 
punch you in the face if you were referring to her and I we would all allow it we'd all give her a round yeah. of applause for doing that's that. how you knew you were soulmates absolutely soulmates uh, I guess why don't we start like why don't we start really alright please can we for a moment with the puns why don't we start with the you know back in the day what are your memories of Halloween I mean I definitely had I remember there was the one Halloween where like we went for it and like went hard into the paint. Did you ever do that with trick or treating? Like you went and did like extra neighborhoods and ended up with like a massive trash bag full of candy. Was that ever a thing for you? What you no. know? Oh, well, I, we're <laughs> Jack. Are you? <laughs> You weren't like a big can't. You guys, the Zabrowski's weren't into get, getting that loot. The thing is, is that being raised in New York City during the late 80s and uh. 90s was not a good time for trick-or-treating. And actually, we were raised with, and I understand, a mother that loves, well, you know, our mother is, you know, identifies as Wiccan and like does that, you know, she's very into like the spirits. However, the idea of Halloween and how violent it was when we were growing up, she was very scared. Like, we were never allowed to go trick-or-treating without adults. We was always, like, the kind of thing of, like, everything was watched. Everything was had to be completely... Con- like, we were never just, like, let to go do whatever until you were at the age when you were the hellion. I do get that because I, even now, in New York, when Halloween hits... It's scary. There's a vibe, and it's a bit freaky, D. And especially the sure. kind yeah. of thing of, like, with, like, as kids, and I would understand, you would watch, and it was almost... I think that there was a Pete and Pete episode like this. Like, you would watch people, like, I remember specifically in elementary school, you had to move as fast as possible because they're just, like, throwing eggs at you, throwing as you're, like, (laughs) Okay, so I'm so glad you brought that up because, of course, classically, like, all right, we first moved to the city. It's really scary, like, for us. We don't, none of us move into a good part of town. We're all kind of close together, at least, but, like, you're talking about after college? Yeah, and you're talking about right New York City, Right after college. Yes. Moving to New York City, right after college. I'm talking about when me, Henry, Carly, and um, Jeff, Jeff. And I and remember I came to visit you guys, and it was a very scary. Eddie, Henry's like, that's where I got mugged. Yeah, we lived and in I a got temp- mugged so, over there, and I went exactly, on the mugging Exactly, so tour. by around the time Halloween came around, I forget how many months that was, Henry had already been mugged twice. And he was like, <laughs> the kids, they throw eggs at you during Halloween. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Henry? And like, I had been out alone with other people plenty of times. As I think this was maybe a year in even. Uh, on Halloween and never had any issues. I'm walking with Henry home from the subway and whap, whap, whap. What the hell? It's eggs! And we had to start to sprint. And it's like the only time I've ever been like attacked like that in LA it was definitely at Wick. New York? Uh, New York? Brothers. Henry was uh, If this in happened York, in rather. LA, if this happened two weeks ago, That'd can you so imagine? Funny. I'd cry for three days and I'd be like, I'm going to hunt him down and I'm going to find him. <laughs> that was before him. That was after Henry got mugged twice, but before he got knockout gamed. Hello. And the kid oh, he did. The back then. Yeah. He didn't get knocked out the ground. was a magnet for uh, abuse it's in those he has early a good New York soul. days. Yeah, I think they could smell the. That's the, why I've the never been attacked. Mm-hmm. I will yeah, say, a car did jut off the street use. and kind of veer to hit me, and then pulled off at the exact last second, and I was like a block away from my apartment. That's kind of the hostility I was. Wait, is that true? Surrounded by yes, dude. It was. Uh, we was it a Halloween a, night? No, it was just a normal night of terrors. Living off. Were of you the, playing uh, 
kiss the ghoul right before oh, they did that. Oh, and it followed you. See, that will happen. I was and you have to say no kisses backsies before you leave the closet <laughs> right. or else the ghoul will follow you home. And now this is the thing, and not to be negative about it, but it's like I feel like growing up in fear of Halloween and then becoming the teenagers where you were the bad ones at Halloween, and then moving to New York and having Halloween again in New York where it was just a night to be like, Try to not be sexually harassed or <laughs> have anything horrible happen to you. So you go out being like, oh, I hope I black out before anything too bad happens <laughs> oh, to me. God. And I feel like it is like the circle of Halloween where as a spooky lover myself, I've always been a little hesitant of Halloween proper. itself. You're oh, yeah. more of a stay-at-home, watch scary movies kind of yes. gal. Yes, it's Halloween, also which like, I love that. When you're living a spooky lifestyle, Halloween's sort of amateur hour time. Yeah, a little bit. And, and like when I was working in indie horror all the time, it was just sort of like, this is bleh, whatever. This is when all the oh. fucking posers <laughs> come out. But now that I, like we have a house and stuff, I'm way back into it again. I'm oh like, yeah, I'm decorate yeah. everything. It's gonna be crazy. Well, now that we have like babies around, and it's like the idea of like no, like we can have like a really cool party where we all like love and respect each other and um there's like a good amount ma- like a good amount of dds oh oh jackie there is i didn't tell you there is a zone in our house for halloween that is the sexual harassment oh zone, no the non-consensual corner oh yeah. no. it's a darkened closet and there will be a sign on the front that says kiss the ghoul kiss the ghoul <laughs> in it and whether you want to or not and um it will be scary. All right, I'm ready. I'm scared. Yeah. What about, uh, how about some maybe uh, costume favorites? Uh, especially, I want to ask you about what like what your costume approach was when you were a little kid. Because for me, it was very specific. It was go to the Halloween store and it was scary in there because there were scary masks. So you'd have to oh, like, yeah. I'd, I'd have to be led past the scary mask. But I was definitely the kind of kid that would just want to buy the biggest, dumbest rubber mask possible. That was like, one year, by the way, I was Bill Clinton wearing this like <laughs> huge rubber Bill Clinton mask. I had like, I wore a suit with like a donkey, Democratic donkey tie. Um, and did that. Was this was this post impeachment? This was pre impeachment. Okay. This was pre. This was probably while, like, literally the night he shoved the cigar up uh, her vagina. Oh but wow! Oh yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I'm yeah, guessing yeah. that was All Hallows Eve when he performed that. <laughs> it is spooky. Her. It is very scary. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, oh definitely. Uh, the Clintons are very spooky. Very scary. Uh, very very actually. scary. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that, that was actually the scariest thing I've probably yes, I dressed you up did it. as. Yeah. I think you 100% did it. And I love the idea of picking the scariest thing. I will say, as even though my mom felt the way that she felt, my mom is a beautiful seamstress, so she would make us oh, these cool. kick-ass cool. costumes. And my favorite, beyond favorite costume, is I love The Little Mermaid. So my mom made me an Ariel costume. That's awesome. That was a, because it's cold in New York, it was a long-sleeved Complete, like not see through at all. Nude bodysuit that she stitched the shells over where the like the shell, like she like stitched it over the top of the nude bodysuit, and then she built this stuffed mermaid tail that went down that was like that looked beautiful, but my legs went through the tail, and the fin came up on the side, and she attached uh, an invisible wire to my wrist so that the mermaid tail looked like it was up like I was floating in the sea. Oh and my cool. god. The coolest costume. See, I that's loved the it. coolest. That's rad. Yeah, that's uh that's my mom also so my Yeah. Wait. 
I didn't even start talking. I don't. I have so many things to say about my childhood Halloween. I don't even Natalie, know where to start. Take it away. Uh, <laughs> for, I mean, growing up, in, growing up in Pennsylvania, yeah, like the, the trigger treating was a huge, huge, huge thing, um, and it was fun and everything. But uh, my dance studio did Halloween shows for many oh, years. Cool. So we did Halloween performances that also included a, ha- a haunted house that we created. So that was something that I, I was obsessed with. And that started probably when I was about nine or 10. Um, and so that, that to me was what was really fun and exciting about Halloween was putting on the performance and like putting the haunted house together and being in the haunted house. And I mean, it was a, it's not, it wasn't a good, it was a stupid haunted house, but you know, it was like mostly kid made, um, with parents helping. And, uh, but it was fun as fuck, man. But uh, yeah, so sometimes my mom, my mom is a, she can sew as well, but she's like a full-time working mom my whole life. So there would be years where she'd have these like beautifully crafted costumes for me. And then the following year, I'd be wearing essentially a trash bag from Rite Aid with like a mask on top of it. It does the trick. Just, yeah, it does it, you know? Have you guys ever gone to a haunted house though, thinking that it was a haunted house and then finding out it was a Hell House? Oh, we're going to talk about Hell Houses. Oh, we're going to no. talk about Hell Houses. Yes. Nat, by the way, uh, coming up after we we essentially talk about our, our own personal histories of Halloween, we will be talking about the history of Halloween. Natalie has uh, brought us uh, a, a little cap on, uh, a little cap, yeah. a, a summary of different uh, famous haunts, and I will be talking about uh, the best Halloween specials out there to get you all excited, maybe throwing some stuff on the TV. But there was nothing quite like when you would, I just remember going to a haunt, thinking that it was a haunted house, but it turned out being a hell house, which um, I know which describe a hell one. house, by the way. Hell house is right, like a Christian thing, yes, right? Yeah, there. I'll tell I'll tell you guys about it at, <laughs> in the haunt it's section. Usually but. put on by church organizations, and at least the specific one that I went to, I remember seeing one about like a woman being demonized by like after getting an abortion and I was like Jesus. oh wait a second like even though I was young because this is when we were in Florida even though I was young I was like why is th- wait 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 no I don't believe in this this is not how I was raised to think and then as you go through it it was just like whoa wow why are you doing this <laughs> there's a, there's some I have a fun little list of some of the more obscure hell house themed rooms Great. that we're going to do. But did you know, did you guys, did your mom take you there? Or did she know it was a hell house? No, I went with friends. And so they, and my friends didn't know. And they're like, yeah, well, it's like still scary though, right? Was like, <laughs> I think that, that it's bad that they're villainizing <laughs> things like this. And I remember thinking that I must've been like 13 or 14. Wow. And even then not liking any of that. Yeah. You know, I have to make an admission. I don't really think I did have ever have done a lot of haunted houses. I and that's you like kind of to surprising be scared, like, to me. Or, or, and I understand. I, do, I, I don't like the part where like they might, you know, and I know that you can kind of say don't touch me or whatever. Like maybe I don't love the part where um I don't love being like maybe super manipulated in that way. It would depend. It would have to be the right kind of haunted house experience. I think I would be down, but it's not something I'm like, I need to hit well, the haunted yeah. house. As somebody my, personally who is like very much invested in haunted houses and haunts and like loves everything about them. I do not go through them uh-huh. because of trauma. Yeah, right. Let's I just, talk about a... that for Halloween. Oh, oh, right. Let's but do no, twenty I, on that. I agree. I agree. I think that there's something about being in enclosed spaces with people who maybe haven't had background checks. That's a little uh, scary totally. to me. Yes. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. So 
that I that have never shamed like. anyone that does not like going through these experiences. Everyone has different backgrounds. Everyone has had like gone through different things, and and there are some people that I a hundred percent know. At, like being from Florida and knowing so many people that worked Halloween Horror Nights, of like some people's like immediate reaction is to deck somebody in the face when they get scared. Yeah. I get it. I want so badly to be able to go through them comfortably because I love the set design and the builds and all that stuff. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know that dude is coming at me. And I so, also love watching documentaries about yeah. them or watching like, yeah, I love that kind of stuff and, and getting really into that. And I know that you'll probably be talking about that uh, as well later, Natalie. I know that there's some great docs out there. There's a really good episode of This American Life called Hell House, I believe, that they cover it. And I think that led to a documentary about Hell there House There is a documentary well. from 2002. And it's great. And I've definitely seen it. Um, but uh, what one going back to costumes before we kind of get into the different segments, um, was it always a franchised thing or cause there's, like, there's kind of two ways to go about it, right? There's like ambiguous concepts. Like one year I was just like, I want to be an alien. And I think that was a much more fun costume. And I think that's a much more like enjoyable costume experience as opposed to the year I was just Snoopy because I got a giant rubber Snoopy mask. No, I didn't do, I didn't do a lot of franchised ones. The only one that I remember doing technically was franchise, but it, my mom made it by hand is a costume I probably couldn't wear now, but it's. The the, the the indigenous it well, yeah it was fine in the late eighties okay <laughs> no it was uh it was the indigenous woman from Peter Pan oh okay yeah what are you gonna do I mean yeah. come on you're Strong a kid silent you know type I understand but also it was a different time and I completely understand. yes I think she, were, yeah. she was called Tiger Lily Tiger okay. Lily yes. yeah, yeah yeah Tiger Lily I mean yeah, I yeah. understand I also went as Tina Turner one year for Halloween oh and that's I cute. did not like I did not put any like. You know, I didn't blackface by anything, but right. I definitely had like a, I was I was like I'm Tina Turner just because I love Tina Turner so much and like like made a really like short fun dress with, and I I just I really like that. That's but now awesome. looking back, it's like oh I don't know. No, you, I shouldn't have done that. I think it's so- at least I didn't put yeah, I didn't put the makeup on. You no, know, it's, no, it's, it's no. definitely fine at the time. Yeah, and I think, I think it's, it's fine love to look Tina back. Tina Turner on so much, and I had the big hair, so my mom was able to like tease out my hair to make it really that's big. awesome so I, I think oh that's kid, kids like their idols i think that the innocence of being a kid is that you can dress up whoever you your hero is at a, as a child you just you know don't do certain things that might have historical context of being very terrible i think it's really sweet you dress up as tina turner i will also say one of i have a lot of weird rules about couples costumes Ooh, okay and um one of my i, I think one of my favorite couples costumes that i did with my exes we went as the wet bandits. That's yes. awesome. It was Daniel Stern and I was Joe Pesci and I had the like the hat on where I put the bald cap and a bunch of feathers yes. around. We both had like the and he designed like the the iron uh, like So it was like it was on his the, face. It was the full after effect. It was the of, after yeah. of it. Yeah. And that was one of my favorite costumes because That's I awesome. am usually like I'm not trying to be sexy on Halloween, but I mean, I'm just effortlessly sexy. You can't help it. I uh, cannot help it. But again, and I have screamed about this on Twilight, I'm very upset because I've been trying to get <laughs> Jeff to go as Bella and me to go as Jacob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. won't do it. He won't do it. It would require such little work to put a Bella costume together. I know. <laughs> this is the thing. 
My my uh, one that we always wanted to do is for a laugh, uh, Lexi and I was um, when Game of Thrones was uh, you know liked at all by people. Whoa, was uh, I was gonna go as Daenerys and she was gonna go as a dragon. Love yeah. it. And her roommate was like, "But why? You're blonde. You you would no, be that's Daenerys." The fun. We were like, that's like, the that's joke. why it's funny. That's the funny part. You know, one of my other things I like when couples do it if the other person has a distinct look when they go as each other. I always enjoy Love it. that. Henry, Henry like dresses me one year. <laughs> yeah, I remember that's a good that. He looked one. great. Yeah. He, he looked very nice. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's just very, it always gets a laugh out of me for sure. Holden, I, I loved when you and Lexi did Wayne and Garth. That was perfect. Yeah, that was the first time we finally nailed a couple's costume. So for the longest time, the joke was Lexi would like tell me a couple's costume we were going to do and then I would just wear like a hot dog suit and she would just be one half of a couple's costume. That, <laughs> I, oh, I, I, that was so like kind of my, the running oh my gag. God. But I finally folded and did uh, Wayne and Garth with her. And she was so good as Garth. Like she, she crushed Garth. I almost like, she was so good. I like didn't even want to do it because I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm so not, as, not good. as good as Wayne as you are at Garth. And it's like it making me look bad. It was, she killed, she killed it, it so hard. Um, and uh, the, I will say my favorite all time costume. The only time I actually like went to Michael's got all of the stuff, like constructed it completely down to the tiniest detail. And that was in college. I went as Alex from Clockwork Orange. Oh, and I, I, went had, a, I went as a sexy Alex from Clockwork nice. Orange in college. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had everything. I had the cod piece. I had the eyeball. Yeah, me uh, too. Uh, cufflinks and like every little detail. And it was like, the best thing about it too was it just wasn't store-bought. It was like fully constructed. Like, and I think that was why it was so satisfying. And yet, I've never really before or since like put that much effort in, and I kind of uh, miss that a little bit. The problem is now that you get to an age where I'm going to be full disclosure here. I've been trying to think about, I want to uh, go as the Jigsaw puppet from Saw. Yeah, That's However, very fun. Do and I Jeff buy, could be the tricycle. But do I buy an adult-sized tricycle <laughs> to go That's with so it? Good. And Jeff is like, what are you going to do with the tricycle afterwards? I'm like, I'm, what if I'm a tricycle person? What if then like, <laughs> oh, there's Jackie. She shows up on her tricycle. I mean, <laughs> tricycles <laughs> are fun. That's fun. And he's like, you have to promise me you're going to use the tricycle again if you buy a tricycle. I'm going to say this right now, Jackie. Tricycle would be really cool in your garden. It right? would. It, it would look and you, cool. You never. You would put plants on See, it, and right, you never ride it again. You're thinking of like just... a child's tricycle. A person, an adult tricycle, <laughs> is this like it's huge? Yeah, it's like a beach cruiser right, with like right. a big <laughs> back. And then he's Jackie, like, now you have to do this. Yeah, you now you have to. to do it. It's so good. That's I just so wish funny. I could get a cartoonishly small tricycle, which is what I thought that I could do. I was like, how do I get a tricycle that can? fit me but is made for children but the problem is I'm too fat for it and I cannot buy a right. little tricycle you don't want to yeah oh and that's yeah that's one of the other funny things with Halloween before we before we move on to the history I will say there's two caveats right thinking that now we all know the deal is it going to be annoying to just be in it all night Right? Is it going to be just the worst to like lug around? Is there like a big prop or something? And then the thing we talked about on page seven, but I want to repeat on this episode because it's specific to Halloween is um, I love, I think it's hilarious when other people do it. And I always advise against a costume you have to explain to people all night. That is the worst because what's funny is because now we always go to Halloween parties and stuff, right? 
And I think it's just, uh, you know, the worst thing you do for yourself because people are already feeling awkward, not knowing what to talk about. So they will ask. Every single person will ask. And so if you're just this abstract concept, I feel like, that you know, that you have to explain. But then how can you show people that you're better than them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that you have put... <laughs> so you had to put obscure it's a, it's a reference to something obscure and very intellectually cool <laughs> right right which is exactly. how you Instead describe just obviously like a thing on the tv yes yep yep no see for me i go i go pretty much full slutty every year and i love it and i probably yeah. always will i, well, I always remember you know uh dan savage talking on savage love about how halloween is straight pride mm-hmm. and to let the people dress as slutty as yes. they want on halloween it's it true. is straight pride we uh day or whatever we we it is our horrible time to way go to go out it. and just be I you think know. it should just be celebrate your like like you do whatever the fuck you want to do day. It's like you yeah. want to be sexy, be sexy. You be sexy. don't fucking don't. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But also don't shame people. Like I no, love, a, don't I shame love anyone. the sexiness of all the you know people. You know, like uh, might might uh, feel a little more conservative the rest of the year. Round. I was you trying to I mean? go. Uh, Jeff and I had to go as sexy Calvin and Hobbes. Yes. And Jeff was like, the only issue is that I'm kind of creeped out about you being a sexy little boy. That yeah. is literally the only thing that has kept us yeah. from not doing it. Yeah, yeah. I would pick adults, but I, that's the right mindset. Jack. I get it. Yeah, that's good right, job. That uh, was the right answer. <laughs> the right lane. Uh, so yeah, why don't we uh, get into it, Jackie? Please, the, t- regale us. Let's get ready to saw Because woo. we are going to be talking about the history of Halloween. Obviously, we all have like, probably way too much information to cover. There is so much about Halloween and how it began and how it be cre- was created into this mon- like American monster that we now have. It's so different from the beginning, and that's why we're going to start back there. Now, Sawin, yes, a lot of people think that it's pronounced Samhain because that is how it's spelled. It sure is. But it is not how it is said. It is pronounced Sawin. Now, Sawin means summer's end. In Celtic, is nice. that how you Love say it. it? Get summer, and out also of here. it sounds like what you, how you'd say it if you've had like six drinks. <laughs> yeah, so well, it's also how a little, a cute little kid says they're sorry. Sawin, <laughs> but it's a lot more badass than that. There's no babies <laughs> saying sawies over here. Hell no. <laughs> The day, uh, essentially what Halloween was based on was a Celtic celebration that was mostly in the areas about 2,000 years ago, mostly in the area that is now Ireland, the UK, and northern France, and it was celebrated on November 1st. Now, this day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark cold winter. Now, the Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. So on the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to the earth. And it was the thinnest time period of the shell between the afterlife and the current life. So there's so much fucking cool as shit ideas when it comes to Sawin that I lost myself. I have so much information and I can't get into any of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have some clips of some examples of why the idea of what they did during Sawin and how they celebrated the fact that it was becoming the dark time of year and they felt that they need to 
sacrifice animals and and sacrifice things to their gods to provide enough for them to get through the winter. Ah. So they were having a hoedown. Now, the, during the Samhain festival, the family's ancestors were honored and invited home, whilst harmful spirits were warded off. So to appease their gods, they built bonfires and sacrificed crops and animals. People wore costumes and masks to disguise themselves as harmful spirits and thus avoid harm. So this is like a mixture of not only celebrating the people that have already passed on, but also keeping away at the same time the scarier spirits that were also out. So they would try to disguise themselves so that they wouldn't know to go after them or to follow them home. The, uh, the bones of slaughtered livestock were cast into a communal fire. Household fires were extinguished, and this was the time of year that their hearth would be relit from the community's bonfire that they would be throwing all of these sacrifices into. Food was also prepared for the living and the dead and would be put outside of their homes to so that it would draw back their family to come and eat with them and also leave out food for other people as well. It was like a community building time experience. Even if it's like fake bones, I kind of wish we still did this in some way. Yeah. It's this very, is great. it's so cool. It's such a connection to the earth. Uh-huh. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So also, fast fun fact. The reason that bats are associated with like doom and gloom and spooky times and Halloween is because of the Samhain tradition, because the fires that the Druids were creating. Now, the Druids were the learned class of the Celts. The fires would attract bugs, which would attract bats. And so the bats would be like flying and like swooping down into the bonfire. Metal. And can you imagine just a bunch of people like dressed in like animal skins and animal skulls, dancing around a fire with like bats swooping down. This is bad ass. Yeah. Shit. That's awesome. And part of the reason why they, it was so built into like the fire aspect is that since the sun was not out as much, they felt that they were giving the sun a reason, like like they were giving the fire turned into the light that they would essentially give to the sun to hopefully help their harvest through the winter. Badass. Totally metal. Also, um, so apparently Samhain is the juncture between the two halves of the year, right? It could be said that time stood still on this night, oh! and the implications of this were immense. 
During this night, the natural order of life was thrown into chaos, and the earthly world of the living became hopelessly entangled with the world of the dead. Yeah. But the world of the dead was itself a complicated place. Because mm. again, it is not only your family members and people that you know and people that have passed on, but also the creepy sides of it. So what ends up happening? How do we get to the Halloween that we're already at, right? Those Ooh, those pexy, pesky Romans come in. And they, <laughs> uh, oh, kill, kill, kill. They eventually take over the Celtic lands. And in 1000 AD, again, I am making this, this is the, this is the abridged version of Halloween. <laughs> so in 1000 AD, the Roman Catholics made November 1st, which was Samhain, they turned into All Saints Day uh-huh. to celebrate the communion of the dead. They turned November 2nd into All Souls Day, which was a day to honor and pray for the dead. So what they did was they took this cool festival and they made it boring. Boring. They took all of the fun out of it. But what they were trying to do was to like remind all these people that they were forcing to follow their religion. Yes. Be like, but remember, like, we're still going to keep parts of like what you guys used to do. Look, we're still going to do like your festival, but we're going to make it uh, not as fun. I want to throw bones into the fire. You want to? Of course, everybody wants to throw bones into the fire. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and it, so it's like, so they took it and kind of fucked all over it. And so yada, yada, yada. And there's, I looked, I have way too much into the difference between All Saints Day and All Souls Day. But let's just say, long story short, it was based on, they took a Martyrs Day, All Martyrs Day that used to happen in May, uh, and yeah. turned it into this. So it was more about like the martyrs of everything that was going on. And everybody's just like, uh, fine, I'll do it. Yes, I'll yeah. do it if I have to. You're like, you're being such a fucking M- martyr, martyr right, right now. now. And they go, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, wow. <laughs> But I also did want to, I, I feel like I must discuss just for a second the uh, El Dia de los Muertos mm. that also happens at this time period because you just see all of the different communities and cultures that have taken from this pagan festival that El, El Dia de los Muertos is so much more fun than what All Saints Day and All Souls Day was because essentially it was not a Catholic observance. It was actually just... To, so that family members could go to graveyards uh, to celebrate their loved ones. And it was way more a celebration of life than the mourning the death and the praying for the death. So that happens. That was originated in Mexico. And it is now is still celebrated through Latin America. And we have nice. parts of that that have come to the U.S. So yada, yada, yada. America comes around. All right. <laughs> and we are like, the bastard child. Yeah, we fucking everything up. Just, we take all of the things and we push it into one. We're like, yeah, no, it's great. It's new. It's different. It's like, no, you're just taking all of these other cultures. and you're, It's a burger that's got everything in it. It's oh got lobster. It's got ham. It's got, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah we don't need it. <laughs> but we got, also, we. I think we got uh, credited for pumpkins though, right? I think we did. No, though. But what about the neeps? <laughs> no, you're no, a pumpkin neeps, liar, yeah, Natalie. The neeps, the but the neeps came first. Are those the tiny little first. men? Oh, okay. I thought there no, was like the tiny little first. men that lived in the ground that we used to carve. Yeah, I do want to touch on this like ridiculous story of what possibly one of the theories of jack o' lanterns are, um, but. I know that we all know All Hallows Evening. It is a contraction of the word, which All Hallows Day is what All Saints Day used to be called. 
uh, I'm boring myself, boring, boring, uh. boring. And now it is way more fun. Now, the idea of jack-o'-lanterns, and they referred to them as neeps originally because they were carved out of turnips. <laughs> in old Scots. <laughs> and I just love that one of the theories is that jack-o'-lantern originated from Irish folklore. So as the story goes, a man called Stingy Jack <laughs> invited the devil out for drinks and it's very asked anti him. It's a very anticlimactic name. <laughs> Stingy Jack. And asked him to play a parlor game to see if the devil could turn himself into a coin so that he could pay for the drinks. <laughs> After the devil obliged, Jack ran off with the coin and the devil was trapped inside it. Jack freed the devil based on the deal that he would not claim Jack's soul when he died. Jack also played another trick on the devil to extend his life. When Jack finally died, God wouldn't allow him into heaven and the devil wouldn't allow him into hell. Instead, Jack-o'-lantern aimlessly roams the earth for eternity with a lantern carved from a turnip to light his way. Whether this theory about the origin of the term Jack-o'-lantern is proven or not, eh, it's still kind of fun. <laughs> I feel like you could have made up anything. Jack the Brogue was a shoe eater and he challenged... The devil do a game of tennis. See, but like this is what happened. People say, oh, te television ruined everybody's brains. But this is what people were doing before they had TV. Yeah, exactly. They were just making some Trying other, to like, find the devil and make yes. turn him into a coin. Bill the basket maker had a hands the size of his legs. I, you know do, like, All right. I do want to talk about real quick the difference of where trick-or-treating started versus where it is now. Because, again, our Halloween is just a bunch of the culture's smashed together because during Samhain, Samhain. evil spirits, people left food and drink outside to protect their homes from spiritual retaliation. So eventually people took advantage of the offerings by dressing up as the dead and going from door to door for provisions in exchange for protection from wicked spirits. This was referred to as mumming. So mumming during 500 years ago that they would have to perform like like a, a song or a dance to get their food. Now and I try again, to do that. I try to do that to my neighbors and they won't give yeah, me anything. They tell me to leave. Them. They always are screaming, Natalie, get out of here. But what I do really like is that, I mean, I guess I don't like, is that when they, when All Souls Day and All Saints Day and the Roman Catholics put their stamp on it, they turned it instead the tradition was for poor people Ugh. to go door to door Ugh. to the homes of wealthy families to ask for food and exchange for prayers for the people that had died in their family. That, by the way, that it reminds me so much of remember the Macy's Ragamuffin Day. It was, Rag that's where they got day. the idea from is because of Ragamuffin Day, <laughs> and that's why I needed to talk about this. And that was referred to as souling, S O U L. So Ugh. that was souling, and eventually. The idea of souling mixed with the idea of guising, which was from uh, mostly like the Irish and the Scottish that came over, like immigrants that came to America, where children would put the cold dirt on their face to ward, like protect themselves from evil spirits, which if you look up again, Ragamuffin Day, um, you will see that. And also original 
Halloween costumes of terrifying both children in the 30s horrifying so scary oh it's very very scary um but then uh now we have trick-or-treating instead which was guising and souling put together in one mix oh. I ain't praying for nobody nah yeah I, I you know and then the whole part of it where you know you could do a dirty trick that all went away as well I wonder what around the time when the trick Part well, of trigger, but then we had away. Devil's Night. Didn't you guys have Devil's mm. Night? Uh, kind. I kind of remember that. Or isn't that just the night before Halloween? Yeah, the night before Halloween was when the tricks would happen. But I mean, it wasn't huge. But kids would smash pumpkins and stuff. That was a. Problem. I was referred to that as I referred to that as beg for sex night. Please let me have just a look at it. it let me just to, they actually a bit of it. <laughs> did really do trick or treat during the Great Depression, like up until around the Great Depression. The problem was that people were so poor that the tricks went to such lengths of like burning down people's houses and right. things. And no one, so that they like kind of just got rid of that it's, idea. It's not a good look. That's interesting how that will tie into the haunt. Ah, You're welcome. There you go. <laughs> Uh, is that all of the musings you have for us in this history of horrors, Jackie? Yeah, except for the, the fact that like during like all of the souling, which I forgot to say, um, that they were given out, they were they were given things called soul cakes, which were little cakes with a cross on the top, and when they were eaten, it represented a soul being freed from purgatory. <laughs> no, thank you. Can I just have a Hershey bar? Like I don't, I, I just want. There's a lot of a lot of cannibalism. In Christianity, yeah, no, it's all uh, honestly. Again, this was a very abridged version. I ran through it. This is hundreds and hundreds of years of history, but totally look into it because a lot of it is rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, before we move into the famous haunts, I have a question for y'all uh, from personal experience. Did any of you did is anyone ever experienced someone they knew or anyone who actually did get something in their candy that was uh, no bueno? I mean, that was always the hilarious. Uh, you know, it was like the rainbow party of Halloween, yeah, right? Like no, not, the fake not my life. thing that didn't exist that would terrify parents. No. You know what I mean? I guess it's more possible now with all these like edibles and stuff. Well, that was just around. a big running joke on Twitter is that there was like this article about like, be make sure you check all of your children's candy for edibles. And then all these people just responding like, I can't wait until Halloween until I buy a lot of edibles and just give <laughs> yeah. them away to children. Yeah, children why would I give them out. away? No, I want That'd be them fun here. to see a bunch of fucking baked out kids trying to find their houses at the end of the night. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. That would, you'd sit in the porch. You'd load them up in the early. Be like, you should eat one now. And then just sit there and wait for them to kind of wander back. Aimlessly. Sure. I think it might put you on some sort of registry, though, if you do that. Um, <laughs> that You're talking to the kiss the ghoul guy. I think oh, I'm on right. a you're couple right. I'm sorry. At this point, You're right. Um, I did have a friend that was abducted on Halloween. Oh, but I will say that that w um only made my mother more scared of Halloween. How old? Uh, like, was were they recovered? Like eight. <gasps> Jesus. That's um, she terrifying. was gone for a, a while, and she came back. And I will say, um, I never spoke with her again. Oh my god, man. Um, She's spookiest, doing well. Uh, story. She is now. Oh my god! Spookiest story of the day. That would definitely be uh, the scariest thing we might talk about. Well, we'll see because actually, I think Natalie's going to end up covering some legitimately terrifying stuff. Because once you get into the extreme haunt stuff, I get freaked out. 
Uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Freaked out in a different way. I, I think with the new. Yeah, ones. it's like disturbed in a weird like we're just torturing people under the guise of a haunted house. Yeah. But anyways, I know. I, I'm sure you're gonna build to that. Probably, yeah, we'll talk about anyways. that there at the end. But um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, those docs though. Like when oh. you go into like though like I don't understand it, and I I I, I, I understand people. I guess that that get the thrill out of it, but don't put me in a in a trunk of a car and take yeah. me somewhere and waterboard me and I mean, it's I'm so a, crazy. I assume you're talking about McKamey Manor, which we'll yes. discuss at the end, but um 100%. yeah. They people who do that, he interviews I don't I don't like him. I don't think I don't support no. what he does. No, but horrible person. He interviews them beforehand, <laughs> asks them what they're the most afraid of and then ca- like caters the experience to their yeah. worst fears. Totally. So to an extent they kind of know what they're <laughs> nah, getting into, I'm good. but I have Ugh. enough anxiety as it is. Like uh, that's what my brain is all the I time know. already. Wh- why? Who are these people that are actively searching for? Well, uh, honestly, you know, a lot trauma. of them, a lot of them are like military veterans and stuff. Yeah, people have yeah. gone through hardcore shit, and it's like the other side of how I'm. I can't walk through like enclosed spaces to get people who might attack me. Some people's trauma makes them go like, I need to go do this. Uh huh. Interesting. Yeah. Drawn to it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and like, so the, the history of haunts goes way back in time, all the way back to the ancient Egyptians. Sawi. (laughs) Not Sawi. (laughs) No. Not Sawi. Uh, (laughs) no, actually, um, Egyptians, the way that they're connected to an extent is that they were, you know, uh, to protect their dead, they were creating like traps and mazes around, you know, their their most precious people. So they had that sort of um, uh, mysterious mysterious aspect to their their practices and their religion uh, in their religion at the time. And then at the same time, like Greeks and Romans also uh, used, you know, all of their mythology has like labyrinths. And creatures hiding behind things. And then they, since they were, you know, the ones bringing theater into the world, they also involved a lot of spooky elements. So those those are the very, very beginning roots of where we would kind of get to. Um, uh, Also, like the Greeks pioneered special effects a lot of the time. They had, uh, they created the... Right. Yeah, they created the Ex Machina, which made people fly. Oh, yeah. Uh, They made fake blood and gore uh and they also had this thing called an ekeklema eklema uh, which is a platform oh, yeah. used it was like a a uh it, it, it was used to re- like reveal dead bodies to the audience so it was like a so it's a, uh, like a jump scare essentially Ooh. and then from there one of the biggest contributors to the haunted house attraction industry up till now christianity oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. christianity is terrifying uh you know the symbol in itself is a man being slow torture porn to death uh, so as far back as the Dark Ages, 1300 through 1500s, Christian prophets would travel around c- scaring pagans into Christianity through one right, of Right, the- like with a hell mouth and stuff yeah. too, right? Which I was always, that was like in theater history when we talked about going around performing the plays. I was very, very into the uh, hell mouth part of the theater history class. I was like, tell me more about this. Yeah, hell mouth. <laughs> yeah, and, and they would they would go around and they would basically act out the scariest parts of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, and that's what will happen if you stay pagan. I was like, no, all <laughs> right, <Halloween>. fine. 
<laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, of course, like you just said, paganism is the, where the roots of Halloween come from. But Judeo-Christian culture picked up chunks of it, uh, tried to make it boring. And then people were like, no, let's do the other more fun version. Um, so over the generations, those like macabre interactive performances would take many turns. You know, we're doing the very abridged version. We're going to just do 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 We're going through time. Oh, yeah. And then in the 1800s, the mid 1800s, um, one of the innovations that we still use today was created called Pepper's Ghost, um, which was developed by scientist John Henry Pepper. It's still used all the time. And it's oh, that right. illusion that you would see in the Haunted Mansion yes. where the the ball, the people are waltzing. It looks like ghosts because yeah. of the projection. Yeah, yeah, it's using those reflections and stuff, which we also talked, we did an episode on Wizard of the Bruiser uh, on just the Haunted Mansion where we got into detail on that thing. But that is the, one of the cooler things, I think even as a child growing up, and it still mystifies me, that effect, right? Yeah. But I think it's one of the cooler early, like, you know, ghosts are real kind of yeah, things. and that that was that started to happen in 1862. So that the first time it was premiered, I believe it was uh, a, a staging of um, a Christmas Carol. Oh, cool! I believe it was the first time it was used, but then it became the scariest uh, Christmas story, arguably. Yeah, I for mean, real, it's very upsetting. Yeah, it's still, like I think about it all the time. We're just like, well, you know what? I'm ready to um, maybe I'll do it over again. Do I need to learn? I'm ready to learn from my mistakes. <laughs> yeah, please just let this stop. So yeah, and that that actually in itself, Pepper's Ghost was just an improvement on the um, practice of phantasmagoria from the late 18th century, which was a style of horror-themed theater using lanterns to project, like, ghouls on the wall. Um, so we have the effects in the theater. Ghouls on the wall, ghouls, ghouls in on the, the closet. Closet! <laughs> Man, now we have to have a, a, a kiss the ghoul part of your uh, Halloween party, Natalie. I mean, saying. I think that can happen pretty easily. Yeah, that's right. You just walk in with your eyes closed and your lips Puckered. And then you're just Puckered. playing Kiss the Girl from Little Mermaid, which actually is a very scary girl. song if you yeah, listen yeah. to it. Yes. I mean, a lot. There's a lot of very scary romantic songs, you know? I might be on the floor by the shoes. <laughs> I might be up high by the jewelry. Please tell me what, before I go in, just so I know before I'm puckered, <laughs> all right? Ugh. You don't know which lips I'm gonna pucker though. So uh, uh oh! Uh, they nicknamed it my hell mouth. <laughs> the mouth I kiss you with. That's right. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that history part in the late '80s when the ghouls' closets invented. Will you have oral herpes that night? We'll see. <laughs> So, so far we have the effects, the theater, the mazes, that stuff was all playing in. Then we get into the walkthrough concept. Um, the origins of the haunted house actually date back to some 19th century London stuff where a series of illusions and attractions introduced the public to a new form of gruesome entertainment. In 1802, Marie Toussaint scandalized British audiences with an exhibition of wax sculptures of decapitated French figures, yeah. including Louis the 16th, I believe, Marie Antoinette, and others. Toussaint's likenesses were remarkably accurate. Uh, she created desks, death masks of the French Revolution's many guillotine victims. Ooh. 
And she, that's the same Tussaud that does the uh, wax museum. Oh, yeah, as this well. is Madame Tussaud. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's so awesome. there isn't there isn't any actual proof that she was creating the likenesses of these people, but it, that was her shtick. And clearly it worked because you can still go to a Madame Tussaud's wax museum. Yeah. So she, when she set up a permanent London exhibition, she dubbed her grotesque collection the Chamber of Horrors, a name that is stuck to the wax museum to this day. So at that point, that's when you would get the sort of walking through, experiencing it from all sides element of it. Then we get into the early 1900s. Traveling, traveling carnivals were prominent and really popular. Mm. And those, you know, those thrills and chills sometimes involved a quote unquote freak show. Many of those same carnies couldn't afford big rides like roller coasters. So they would bring people through these the midway, you know, freak shows and there would be you know, most of it was fake, but it was stuff to make you feel scary. It was sort of like being in the Mutter Museum where you're just like, here's a severed head that still talks. It is the best, by the way. One of my favorite memories I've ever had was going to a really, che- the really cheesy haunted house ride at Coney Island. Yeah. Which feels oh very my, carnival-esque. But it's creepy because it's so like worn down. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I thought die. it was like really hokey and, and funny, but my ex was like just so easily terrified oh, that like I God. just laughed and laughed while she just screamed in terror and, and, and like the dumbest like bat little bat that would pop out she'd be like what I was just like you are ridiculous she was so mad at me for taking her on that ride but sometimes so. those are the scariest ones yeah. though when they are that like or you're like right, I don't rickety. know or they like break down that's what happened hurt. Yes, yeah. exactly. When we went to the place, um, a Rye Playland, yeah. where the movie Big was filmed, which is one of the scariest. I think I talked about this before, but it's like it's one of the scariest theme parks I've ever been to. But also the haunted house that we broke down in for an hour. And I tell you, when you are on a little rinky-dink ride that breaks down inside of a haunted house, no matter how rinky-dink it is, you're just like, all right, ready to not be in here anymore. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, it's those ones where the, the lore is always, is that actually a skeleton in there? Right. Oh, this is a real bodies that they use. Was it a man's ex-girlfriend? Right. That he took on the ride. Yeah. It's so, yeah, the, the, those same carnivals they, that were using freak shows as a, a form of walkthrough entertainment, they couldn't have afford the roller coasters, so they would come up with fun houses and tunnels of love and dark rides. And obviously, I'm sure at this point people are tired of hearing me say it i am a dark ride fucking obsessed and aficionado i love them they're my favorite things in the world and and at the same time amusement parks were beginning to pop up and my hometown park which is kennywood first opened in 1899 and it it has one of its first rides is still there to this day it's a dark boat ride called uh the old mill it opened in 1901 and they still have a Noah's Ark too, which uh, opened in 1936. And, ah, yeah, which yeah. is also very scary because terrifying. Of- <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very it's biblical. It's like a biblically th- uh, themed uh, dark walkthrough ride, and it you go through Noah's Ark, and it's really scary. <laughs> and then there's the whole the part where you're like you have to like walk, but the 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 ground is like like slamming you back and forth against the hallway. Yeah. Like, Stop. I just need to get through the fucking Noah's Ark. Yeah. I didn't know Noah's Ark was going to be this scary. Yeah, it's real scary. Uh, because I think the actual Noah's Ark would have been a nightmare. Sure. Yeah. Um, the smell. All this oh. animals fucking Jesus. Oh. Louise, see how much fucking elephant cum we'd be swimming in? Much less uh, the chimpanzees and they don't, they cheat on each other. So they're always arguing. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a different kind of 
podcast. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So then we get to what Jackie, where you were talking about the Great Depression was a time of great economic and social change that affected many parts of American life, including Halloween. Parents concerned about their sons running amok on All Hallows Eve organized haunted houses or trails to keep put them, them in the, the houses. You can't yeah. because oh, once they're amucking out there, it's like they can't stop. It's true, <laughs> and it's been a you know now we consider it somewhat of an adult event as well. But uh, children at the time, it, it was seen as a positive outlet for young men to blow off steam by like, like tearing their neighborhood apart. Yeah. I guess. You know, boys will be boys. <laughs> yeah. So they, they would like, the, it would range. It, there would be what I would consider, you know, what crimes were happening. Um, but it got much worse uh, during the Great Depression, because people's stress levels were so high and they're just people like kids are started to like tear down telephone poles and do all this crazy shit. And again, this I put in my notes here. Is this this is ragmuffin day? I think this is ragmuffin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Excuse me, sir. Can you spare some ragamuffin? Get out of here, yeah. you ragamuffin. If not, I'm going to burn your house to the ground. Yeah. For a trick. If Get not, we're going to find your dog and kill it. Get out of here, <laughs> We can fit through little holes like cats and we'll get in your house and we'll find I your dog. <laughs> Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money, which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But that's like pretty much what was actually happening. So in 1933, damages were so bad, people began calling that year Halloween, Black Halloween. Ooh. So they started talking about banning Halloween altogether, which I don't know how they would have accomplished that, maybe like through curfews or something. But, but that should be a movie where, you know, that's a great movie premise where they tried to ban Halloween, you know, because it's getting too like trick trickery-ish. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's going to make violent kids not, if they just keep them inside, they're just going to make them matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, which is what they decided, actually. They're like, actually, maybe not. Let's instead start organizing trick-or-treats, uh, costume parades, and haunted houses to keep them busy. Mm -hmm. So by Gotta put them somewhere. Yeah, by 1937, there was this party pamphlet that came out to, to kind of explain to you how to put a, ha a haunt together in your neighborhood. It oh. says, uh, inside the pamphlet, it said, an outside entrance leads to a rendezvous with ghosts and witches in the cellar or attic. Hang old furs, strips of raw liver on walls where one feels his way to dark steps. Ooh. <laughs> Weird moans and howls come from dark corners. Damp sponges and hairnets hung from the ceiling touch his face. At one place, 
Tige, who is a guard dressed as a dog, suddenly jumps out at him, barking and growling. Doorways are blockaded, so the guest must crawl through a long, dark tunnel. And at the end, he hears a plaintive meow and sees a black cardboard cat outlined in luminous paint. No! So, yeah, it basically, this pamphlet, Gives you all these different like setups where you can put the house together. Here's how you make your uh, here's how you help your neighborhood kids from not destroying your entire neighborhood. Mm. Give them the gore that they need and give them knives. You know what I think? Like young boys with knives. I always like. How else are they gonna learn? How else are they gonna feel like a man? Yeah, they did. They had a thing that was like a backlit screen where fake surgery was performed. Hell so yeah. you know. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> so then the haunted house, though, didn't really truly become an American icon until a young man by the name of Walter E. Disney oh! <laughs> started started to formulate a dream of his, a state-of-the-art haunted attraction like the world had never seen. It took decades to get it off the ground before its debut in 1969, but it remains to be so um, important to American culture that it some people's entire identities are the haunted mansion. <laughs> and it it really, some of the innovations from that ride have shaped Halloween haunts to this very day. Mm. It was like very um, high, it was like all new technology revelations, except for Pepper's Ghost, which is a classic one. But um, so we have many haunt owners and even older generations remember having their first spooky attraction experience courtesy of the JCs. Penny? I wish. Oh. No, I didn't know what that was. So the wiki article says, the United States Junior Chamber, also known as the JCs, is a leadership training and civic organization for people between the ages of 18 and 40. It's like, so oh, weird. It's like- Adult Boy yeah. Scouts? Kinda, I think. But they used to fundraise by putting haunted houses together in abandoned buildings um, to, yeah, to make money. And the organizers became so well known for these haunts that two guys who were kind of putting them all together wrote a book and they became the first haunted house experts in the U.S. And they would, again, they'd make pamphlets. They'd explain to you, like, how to do these things, how to put on masks, how to do makeup, how to do lighting. Yeah, it's interesting. I would have thought it would have been more, like, organic than this, but that's interesting that, like, immediately there, you know, there's, like, a textbook for, there's, like, a manual for this. Well, people ended up loving it so much. They had the JC's haunted houses became so famous at that time. Everybody started going, like, how do we do it? How do we do it? So, of course, you got to make some money. Got to make make that money. Yeah, so, and then... We get to, uh, there's a couple other things, you know, there, a guy named um, Edwin Atkins in 1971 claims that he has the first uh, real haunt that was not connected to the JCs called Blood Manor. It was in an abandoned covenant. Yeah. yeah. Covenant? Convent. Convent. It was in an abandoned convent, which is pretty sweet. Um, and then the evangelical Christian group Campus Life became notorious for traumatizing haunts that they would put on to raise money. Oh, Hell Houses. It's not, though. It actually predates Hell Houses. Yeah. So the first evangelical Christian- So they've always Christian- been doing this. Oh, yeah. They're cr- they're fucked up. But so uh, they were just apparently very fucked up in a lot of the modern day haunt runners or talk about how these Campus Life haunted houses were so disturbing that they uh, got them into it. (laughs) But it was like, it was just evangelical Christian groups making money. But then very shortly after we have hell houses. And those are the ones that, you know, like Jackie said, they take you through all the sins that might land you in hell. Usually general, generally populated by at least one abortion. Because of course, Um, 
And so they would sometimes, like Jackie said, they would hide that it was that. And it was just, oh, we're going to a haunted house. We don't really know what's going to happen. And then suddenly you're watching these different sins play out. And then a lot of them would end uh, with a room where you would go to pray with a pastor or a minister as he attempted to convert the paying guests to his church. Uh. <laughs> the houses may have first appeared in the 70s, but they didn't attract a major attention until a Colorado pastor named Keenan Roberts began selling a Hell House outreach kit. So again, yeah. we have kits that they sell. Um, the optional scenes included things like gay wedding, <laughs> Post-birth abortion. Oh, no. There, there's one called rave scene. Oh, uh, God. I, I think I did that one multiple times in college. But How uh, do they even make gay wedding? It's like, do you? I do. Do you? I do. Two Congratulations, men. you both have AIDS. Yeah, it's like, what do yeah, they probably, do? Yeah, like, I bet you there's something with AIDS there because- They'd be like, we lost Jerry. Yeah, he's he's still in the gay wedding. Like, there's just people, like, <laughs> staying in the gay wedding because it's, like, super he fun. loves like, it. Yeah, no, everyone's <laughs> having a great time. It's, like, the end of the birdcage. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, there's that. And then they really like to play into, like, actual, like, traumatic world events. So they're, the one that became popular in, in the early 2000s was a react reenactment of the murder of Cassie Bernal, who died in Columbine. Jesus she was Christ. allegedly, this is not true, but she became a uh, like a martyr for Christian uh, extremists because she was allegedly asked whether she believed in God, answered yes, and then was shot. Mm. But it did not happen in real life. Um, but now that has taken on its own life, and now it's in Hell Else's lot. There is... Uh, there's one that's a man having an argument with his wife and is later seduced by a secretary, which just sounds very saucy. Um, there's one where witches are pressuring a depressed teen to murder his fellow students, which is cool. Uh. And uh, then we have uh, the 9-11 room. So We're good. You know what? I was like, where is 9-11 in all yeah. of this? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting. Yeah, yeah. So- uh, so we fast forward through all that. The first haunted uh, attractions in that you would ever find in like a theme park, which is now a huge, huge thing, uh, a huge, uh, what's it called? Enterprise. It's a huge thing. Almost every single theme park has a haunt. Now, Knott's Berry Farm was actually the first one, oh. which is right by Disneyland, right by L.A. in 1973. Knott's Scary Farm was actually created in 1973. Hell yeah. Yeah, it got, it, it's built quite a bit from what it started as, but they were the first one to add an overlay. And um, then now we get the 80s, we hit a new horror boom. So with the help of franchise, franchises like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, kids and young adults are mad, mad I tell you, for horror themed experiences. And so all the theme parks start following suit. So in 84, there was a terrible fire at Six Flags inside the Haunted Castle ride. Eight people died. And because of, it was because of lax laws. So then all of the laws changed for hauntings, like haunted houses and haunt attractions. And then they became, because of that, weirdly, that fire, uh, it became hard to not have one that was hu wasn't was huge because a little small time guy couldn't afford all the, like the fire code stuff. Gotcha. So now- we got big old haunts. So yeah, or just weird guys in houses doing it. Well, it depends on where you're at. Uh, yeah, very upsetting uh, uh, yeah. results. Yeah. You can you can watch American Scream. That's about a home haunt documentary. Then you can watch Love Haunters. It. There's a lot about McKinney Manor in there. Um, just wrapping this up. Uh, there now there's just so many. That we could do an entire episode on the history of current 
haunts. Oh, but yeah, and how it's gotten to the place that it is. Because, like, how long? So it really hasn't been too long that haunts have been the way that they are now. Sa- like, late 70s, yeah. I would say, is when they started getting to this level. But they really, during the Depression, became an American staple. Huh. But, yeah, now we have, like, uh, just to end this, we got uh, Cutting Edge Haunted House in Texas has hold several world records for the largest haunt. Bennett's Curse in Baltimore County has been noted for its unique special effects and scariness level. Hell, yeah. Netherworld in, At- Netherworld in Atlanta is always at people's top favorites for their theming. And also, it's so big, it includes, includes four escape rooms. Um, then we have that other extreme end, which we talked about McKamey Manor. There's yeah. also um, things like blackout in, in New York where you basically are allowed to be touched. They simulate rape. There's like all kinds of stuff. You have to sign a thing. Right. That one, at least most of them have safe words. McKamey Manor gets a lot of criticism because you sign over your, yourself. They You can't they, say they- stop. Did have he he eventually had to change that because of the criticism that he got, and there are now safe words for oh, that. Oh, there but are. I, mean, I didn't. I didn't know there were safe words. That, now. It was Holy a shit. more recent development, but it's so fucked up that there wasn't say a safe word for the longest yeah. time. And then I think eventually, like he he finally buckled on that. But yeah, if you just want to be freaked out by like a dude and his creepy weird. Uh, pastime, definitely look into McKamey Manor Ugh. or don't, don't like there's something I, yeah. awful about it too. It's just like, if you want to learn about but it, I have been weirdly obsessed with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course past. it's yeah. fast. It's fascinating. You not? But if you want to watch about him, you can watch Haunters, the documentary Haunters is good. Yeah. I'll, I love all those documentaries by that. I think I've seen them all. Yeah, I'm down Natalie. to watch the doc about it, but then why? Cause it really does. Like, I just think of the psychology behind the idea of extreme haunts that it's just not, Something that I am, uh, I'm I'm really behind. I don't really want to sign my life away. I'm all right. No, I think anything I'm yeah good. that involves signing a form, I think that's where I probably yeah. Draw no, the line I have personally. no interest in that shit either. I yeah. think some people, um, I think some people think again, like we were talking about earlier. I think there's a, a feeling of like I can conquer this, or I can do something really horrible, or like experience and put yourself and, to the extreme and to yeah. put yourself. It's like because then in your brain, it's like, well, then I don't have to be as scared. Of the worst thing happening to me because yes. it already has. And right. I, I see, I understand that from the outside, like far miles away right. from that right. thought. Right, 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 right. I can see it and understand it, but um, I'm all right. Yeah, it, but I do ogle, I have to say. I'm a bystander oh, that ogles at extreme haunts It is and, and haunts in general. Yeah, and that and that guy did, uh, sorry, I'm done, but that, that guy <laughs> did, uh, a couple people did have heart attacks and stuff inside yeah, of Kenny oh, Manor. Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah. He's, he should be probably locked in jail. Probably. Uh, he's, yeah. He's, Seems like a terrible person. Uh, so yeah, Halloween specials. Here's this just some is stuff. Halloween. This is Halloween. Talking about some, you know, uh, uh, specials that I, you know, we love uh, every year, or maybe to get you uh, on uh, some good, uh, you know, uh, uh, some good sit at home tracks uh, for this Halloween. Sit at home and enjoy the spookiness in that inside your house, which I greatly have enjoyed. In my life, uh, first of all, I think the biggest one, and I'm glad it kind of co- is a companion to our uh, Peanuts Christmas episode. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. So sad. First it always made me so sad. Though. And they talk about that how Schultz said, you know, that was Schultz's thing, though. Like the football never gets kicked, the pumpkin never comes. That that that's always he about that to believe failure so and loss and letdown. Uh, it was first released in 1966, and Charles M. Schultz did write it himself. It was off the heels of the success of that Christmas special that was kind of a runaway hit, unexpected. And so, uh, you know, yeah, it's very, very peanutsy. 
after the episode aired, because in the episode, Charlie Brown gets uh, uh, rocks instead of candy so from sad. three different houses, which I always found hilarious. And uh, folks actually mailed in bags and boxes of candy just for Charlie Aww. Brown uh, after watching the special. Uh, and yeah, of course. The, Although you, you can send me pumpkin. some of the candy. If you're like, oh, I feel bad for Charlie Brown, you can send it to me. Yeah, take we're it. taking Charlie it. Brown candy this year. I'll take candy. Absolutely. <laughs> Always want candy. Uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Schultz said about the whole Linus's attempt and failure to see the great pumpkin. Linus represented a special quality of hope and belief against all odds. And it says that we all need a colorful, generous, romantic hero even if he is only make-believe which also i think maybe spoke towards his atheism uh the (laughs) simpsons treehouse of horror probably my favorite line of halloween specials uh they first aired in 1990 uh in the show's second season so every season like season two is treehouse of horror one right so every season so my favorite treehouse of horror treehouse of horror five is in season Six, I actually watched it not too long ago. Uh, the opening one, though, I remember being a kid. I was so hyped for The Simpsons when I was a kid. And I remember how, like, almost dangerous, like, the episode felt in terms of, you know, because Marge comes out, says maybe put the kids to bed for this one. That was actually done in earnest the first time she did it. Uh, and after that, it was kind of a joke. But, you know, they always were a little bit more violent, a little more like, oh, yeah. you know, Super fucked first, up. <laughs> right? That first episode had Bad Dream House, which is a parody of Poltergeist and Amityville Horror. And that was actually pretty freaky. Uh, Hungry Are the Damned. And that's where we first meet Kang and Kodos, which uh, would yeah. be in every single Treehouse of Horror, the two aliens. <laughs> oh, those humans. And um, yeah, that was a parody of Twilight Zone's uh, To Serve Man the episode. And lastly, you had that awesome Edgar Allan Poe the Raven Oh, yeah, that was so poem. good. That one is so good. And now can you watch them? Because The Simpsons are on a what a streaming platform? They're all platform? on Disney+, Plus, but I think they're also on, like, Hulu, too, but they're all on Disney+. Plus. I just usually watch, I was like, because you could, like, find the YouTube playlist of nice. the Trials of Horror, and then I would just play them from the beginning every Halloween. Because Dude, hell yeah. They're the best. the next one. It's amazing. My they're favorite so one will good. probably always be The Shinning. I was, that's <laughs> Trials of Horror 5. That is my, that and the Time Machine Toaster are both in oh, Trials yeah, of Horror 5. Oh, look, honey, it's raining again. Yeah. Uh, and all that's, I wish, I wish I hadn't sat on that fish. That yeah, is my yeah, favorite. Yeah. Oh, that one's great. No beer and no TV make Make Homer something, something. something. Go crazy. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back on that Raven uh, uh, piece, uh, Matt Groening was actually nervous about it airing, feeling that it, quote, might be the worst, most pretentious thing they'd ever done. I think it came out amazingly. This is actually the first, it started off as the first, now it's the last episode they ever, They always write because the animation and writing is so challenging in those episodes. Um, but either way, I guess next up is Stupid Garfield's Stupid Halloween you Adventure. You are Whoa. a nightmare <laughs> person and you are what wrong. The fuck? And you are that, immediately wrong. That is an actual scary, <laughs> scary fucking special. Good. It is very scary. I. It is. It holds It's the still fuck creepy, up. man. Oh, it's still creepy. Uh, yeah, well, it was written by Jim Davis himself. I will agree. It is one of the better Halloween specials. It's a very Garfield. good Halloween special. Candy, candy, candy. <laughs> and 
it is still legitimately scary. It is. Uh, yeah, Scarfield and Otis go trick-or-treating. They discover a haunted mansion and a ghost ship full of dead pirates. Yeah, and then this creepy old man that lives on this yeah. island that they go like they go out there with. And that of guy. course, Garfield's Ooh. so excited because he finds out about Halloween. And he's like, oh my God, there's a night where I can just go out and get free food? Okay. <laughs> and how would you not love this? Holden, <laughs> how, how I don't know. I kid, I kid. I I have quite enjoyed the Garf. I mean, Garfield's stupid, right, or whatever. But I have enjoyed that Halloween special. <laughs> it is scary, so, man. That part, whenever uh, they pull the sheet off off the, there's no feet under the sheet. It still <laughs> scares me. And then just it's like them, one. like running around, it's great. But also, like the connection between Garfield and Odie in that mm-hmm. is really like he's like he really gives it up to Odie of like I needed you tonight. Yeah, and thank yeah, you yeah, for yeah. being it's there. It's true. I think I said Otis too. Odie, sorry. Uh, and then here's some more just like uh, my favorites. So forgive me if, if I'm skipping your favorites, a uh, listener at home. And please let me know, Jackie Natalie, if I'm skipping one. Um, I really love the Frasier Halloween special in season five. Frasier and Niles throw a literary themed Halloween party, which ends in Niles challenging Frasier to a duel after misunderstanding uh, a misunderstanding revolving around Roz, Daphne, and a pregnancy scare. Uh, one of the more recent ones that I laughed so hard at. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Who got D pregnant? <laughs> it is told in flashbacks of this one Halloween party. My favorite moment in it is for most of the episode. Um, what's his name? Danny DeVito's character is dre- Frank, right? Yeah, is dressed in as as Spider Man, and then when he retells the events, he's like, "I wasn't dressed as Spider Man. I was dressed as Man Spider." And it comes <laughs> back, and he's wearing this just weird like <laughs> spider costume, and it's just so weird. And it's like I don't know why I love that joke so. Much. Much, but anyways, it's a great episode, especially because it's like I love those kinds of TV sitcom episodes where they like retell the same event yes. over and over again. They do it so well in this one, though. Like it's it's and and D slowly turns into a bird through the whole episode <laughs> too. Becomes more bird like until she's just full on a bird. I love it. And I it's do so think funny. I love like a like a specific Halloween episode that stands out. And I forgot yeah. to talk to you about this because I wasn't even thinking about. I was thinking about like Halloween specials, right? But the Bob's Burgers mm-hmm. episode when because um, Louise is like, I don't get scared at anything. There's <laughs> no way you guys can scare me. So they set up uh, like a haunted house to genuinely scare Louise, and they do it. It's a great, it's called The Hauntening. And I, I I mean, I already love, I love like, especially, but I think Bob's Dirt Burgers, obviously amazing Thanksgiving episodes, yeah. but their, their Halloween episodes are always oh, really up there. Can I throw in two quickly? Please. Uh, as far as every year, the, the sitcom Roseanne has like the best Halloween episodes. That show's one of the best of all time, regardless of what's happened now. But like, <laughs> even uh, like, on their Halloween episodes, they would do stuff like their son DJ uh, one year wanted to dress up like a witch. And it was way before anybody was having any discussion about gender norms. And huh. it was like talking about how his dad became really uncomfortable with the idea of it. And they I were remember trying- that's a really good episode. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But all their Halloween episodes are like they do balls to the wall style ones and they're great to watch. Uh, another uh, show that does a lot of Halloween episodes but have some specific good ones, The Office. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, season two's. Halloween. Michael Scott uh, has the end of the day to fire somebody. Yeah. Of course, he's fucking terrible at it. And also, the costume contest episode is another uh, big one for The Office, which has several. One of my favorites, 
that speaks towards a very specific thing that I was saving until this part of the episode. Freaks and geeks, tricks and treats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The reason why I love it so much is because it speaks towards a very sad, melancholic, um, kind of almost like changing of the guard Halloween you have when you're, it's the last Halloween you go trick-or-treating. Yeah. And that feeling of like, I'm too old for this. Totally. And like, and things are getting more sad. real now. And- yeah, it does, but I love that that episode hits that because no other shows really mess with that concept, and that is such a weird transition time. Yeah, for sure, uh, that I struggled with. And to uh, close out on the Halloween specials, Mark Summers' mystery magical. Yeah, tour. got it, got it in there, got it in there. This is a Natalie request, originally produced in 1988. The special was designed to show off the talents of stage magicians Lance Burton and Tina Lenert, and was hosted by Mark Summers, uh, who was a huge deal at the time as host of Double Dare on Nickelodeon, and the whole filming takes place in the Magic Castle in Los Angeles. Really cool. Yeah, it was a Nickelodeon special that I've talked about randomly a lot on this show, <laughs> and uh, nobody uh, remembers it, and it was awesome because it was just like, I didn't know what the Magic Castle was, but it was just this insane mansion that I desperately wanted to go to. The whole thing's and on I YouTube. did eventually. Yeah. Eventually. The, whole th- the whole thing's on YouTube, and I mean, at the end of the day, even though it's like a, a kid show, Halloween special, like, magic tricks and stuff so it's very holds up i'll say that uh and then this is actually i just also pulled a really quick list of best not scary halloween movies i just called some of these because you know what we're all lovers of horror here but maybe some of the listeners i know so many people are always looking for those movies that are great to watch during halloween that's not going to actually keep you up at night yeah Uh, so here we go if you want some wrecks young frankenstein nightmare before christmas hocus pocus gotta love it of course death becomes her great one Beetlejuice, mm. Ghostbusters. We've covered the Rocky Horror Picture Show on this uh, program. Oh, yeah. Shaun of the Dead is a great one for uh, comedy on zombie films. The Addams Family is yes. the perfect, mwah, not scary, spooky, fun, horror kind of thing. Little Shop of Horrors. And you know what? I watched it last year for uh, our episode on Adam Sandler, or earlier this year, rather. Hubie Halloween on Netflix is pretty dang fun if you just want a dumb, stupid comedy about Halloween featuring all those guys, uh, for sure. You can do no wrong there. It is it is a good time. Another Tim Burton one, because there's like several on this list, is right. uh, Sleepy Hollow. Yes, Sleepy Hollow, for sure. I might, I need to check that. I don't think I've actually watched that. If I did, it was forever ago. But anyways, yeah, that's my segment on Halloween specials, and that's our episode on Ooh. Halloween. We hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, And we hope you've enjoyed all of the stuff we put out on Pop History. We also want to take this time to say, I think with with my uh, bebe that has come into my life and some lifey things going on, we will be taking an indefinite hiatus from Pop History. Uh, We hope to, at some point, return. Uh, Not sure where, not sure when, but we wanted to just get it out there. Uh, We will be taking a break And uh, we really appreciate your support, and we hope you've enjoyed the episodes thus far. And if you want us to come back, you got to scream about it. You got to yell about it to the heavens. We'll hear your screams. We'll hear your screamings, because I still want to do a Taylor Swift episode. uh, So many. So many. So many. So many. Uh, Charlie XCX, Dua Lipa. There's a lot of like pop stars we haven't covered yet. A lot of great stories out there. We, of course, have caused... The Britney Spears conservatorship to end. You're yeah, welcome. Congratulations. Cheers. <laughs> so thank you everybody for uh, joining us again. Patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast is where you can support us further. Also, uh, Holdenators Ho on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. I do a stream with Jackie every Friday called Jackin'. 
And uh, I know Natalie's uh, getting wanting to itching to get more into the streaming time. So oh, I think yeah. maybe she'll make an appearance on my stream soon here as well, uh, which would be a lot of fun. But uh, that's where you can find me. What about you two female women? Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me at the United Gene, and I do a podcast with Amber Nelson called Someplace Underneath that is about missing women, so not quite as whimsical. <laughs> but it, still I'm fun. sure there's whimsy in there. And my name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm and come check out. We are going to be continuing to do some Learn Together series, both Natalie and myself with our friend Mackenzie. Um, and that you can find us on twitch.tv forward slash oh no, it's Jackie. Yeah. Where we learn and we cry and we, and laugh, we laugh and, and we drink. Yeah, oh. and also we drink. Yes. And then we all yes, please. Drink. <laughs> That's good. At least you get hammered. Then by the end, you're just like, but fuck. I was going to cry I mean? regardless. So whatever. <laughs> I hope you guys have a spooky season. Stay safe. Be careful with, uh, there's just so many other, some, a lot of big things to be scared about as well. So be careful out there. <laughs> Jesus, that's oh, how we're going to end it. But mostly, mostly razors and candy. Mostly yes, razors. Yeah. Yes. I'm always scared about that. But you know what? I could always use some extra razors. I'm at that point in my life. Yeah, thanks, Please give thanks me some for the free razors, asshole. <laughs> Is Jokes on nice? you. We Happy love Halloween, you guys. everybody. Happy Halloween. Take care, everyone. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.